boss or bully? I'm about to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is entrepreneurship and business. We have seen a major explosion in the amount of entrepreneurs present today. There's been a a major explosion of self-employed individuals. You, You can be an entrepreneur, but you don't have to be the boss. And you can be the boss and not have employees. These are... You know, you're self-employed on that note. I think these are points that people seem to forget or not think about. But um, I'm saying all this to say, you know, online lately, I have seen a lot of posts, which is very different from, you know, what I've been seeing and hearing several years ago, or even when I was starting out or um, even in like the middle of my journey. There's a lot of posts saying, oh, be proud of that nine to five, work that nine to five, you know, um, don't worry, you don't have to be an entrepreneur, stop bashing nine to five, you know, everybody get their money how you want to get it, and it doesn't matter how you get it, just be quiet. And I'm, when I see posts like that, I see, I see some bitterness, I'm not going to lie, that's how I feel. And I see people feeling inferior and I see people feeling less than, but they claim that the entrepreneurs are the ones making it seem like they are elite, making it seem like everyone who works for somebody is beneath them. And I disagree with those statements. Online, we're seeing people share their stories and tell their stories Um, about how they may have quit their corporate nine-to-five job or how they just decided to um, work for themselves. And people are showing their journey, they're showing their process, how they got from point A to point B, you know, how many years did it take and what steps were necessary to get to the level that they're on today. A lot of people even share the struggle. Not everybody just, you know, online pops up all successful, some people do give insight to this struggle. Or if you follow somebody for several years, you actually may see them come up. You'll see where they started from and you'll see where they're at now. And just if someone is praising their, um, you know, accomplishments or just, you know, happy doing what they do, I don't see that as bashing the people who aren't doing what they do. I don't see an entrepreneur telling their story and living their life and sharing their progress online and explaining why they enjoy being self-employed over working for people bashing. How is that bashing? I view this as the same, you know, pro-black is not anti-white. You can preach black love and... um awareness on issues that plague the black community, it doesn't mean that you hate white people. And this is exactly how I feel about entrepreneurship and talking about it. Um, There are some famous people who have really, truly openly bashed um, nine to five, like Dame Dash. I remember when he was on The Breakfast Club, you know, a lot of people took offense to how he was talking about working for people. But I get where, you know, I guess the animosity comes from. I understand 
the drive and the feelings behind people like him, you know, saying what he said, because one of the not easiest, definitely not the easiest, but one of the best ways to wealth is to go into business for yourself. And one of the best ways to get build generational wealth and build a legacy is to go into business for yourself and then hire your family members like having a business that even your children can work in you know when they're older um these things are often directly linked to entrepreneurship and it's not always um doesn't always happen by way of nine to five and what's been there you know there's a shift right now it's it's a larger number of people going into entrepreneurship at a younger age the way things have been typically when people get older like maybe their 40s or even 50s or late 30s they start thinking man there's got to be another way so they start exploring other avenues they might be looking for what we call a side hustle. They just, they, sometimes people want out and they feel like there's a better way to wealth and a better way for them to make more money. But in 2018 and 2019, instead of waiting, you know, getting to 40 and 50 and realizing this, we're young realizing this. I'm 27 going on 28. There are 18-year-olds realizing this. There are 20-year-olds realizing this. Entrepreneurship is starting younger and younger and younger. And the internet actually has made it much easier to do so. The internet has made it easy to create content and attract billions of strangers all over the world. You know, e-commerce has made it easy. You know, um, all these different websites made it easy to, you know, take, do transactions online and sell products, sell merch. Um, and Instagram and social media has made it um, easy to have like a visual, a free visual, you know, platform for people to see what you do and what you offer. And this has really changed the game. So some of us took advantage of this early on like I I had Instagram since 2012 and um what I was what how old was I <laughs> I'm so bad at bad how old was I 2012 okay high school 2009 18 so 2010 19 2011 20 so I guess around what 21 2021 yeah I got licensed when I was um I think I turned 20 when I graduated cosmetology school. So I got my license in October 2011. Um, The first year, you know, I was trying to find like a place to work and I ended up going back starting college over actually. Um, I guess I'll talk about that story later. But um, in the midst of all that, I was building my clientele, but I more actively had a chair in 2012. I couldn't even get people in the chair in 2011, at least not professionally, where I started in New York. Um, 2012, I apologize, because I do live by <laughs> a train, so you, you hear it coming. But um, I 
Since 2012 on Instagram, I've been pushing and promoting myself very hard. When I first started out, you know, I think people thought I was crazy. People were like, oh my gosh, she has all these hashtags on her pics. So many hashtags. People making fun of me. Oh, Bonita's posting about hair at 11 p.m. You know, who's really paying attention to that? And, um, you know, I have family members telling me, that the people who are successful in my field, they're just lucky. Um, people telling me, oh, have you been looking for another job or you should consider another job? Or, you know, people don't really do good with that. You should be a nurse instead or do hair and nursing. Um, you know, family telling me to go to law school, telling me to go to grad school and putting me on to like other kinds of jobs that really had nothing to do with hair, you know, and being a hairstylist and building a business. But um, from from other family telling me I need a real career and um, even strangers like an Uber driver asked me in Atlanta, why did I come down that this, I live in New Jersey. So he's like, why did I come down this many states for a hair show? And I'm like, this is education. You know, I just I took offense to that statement. So I had to ask him, what does he do for a living? And he told me he is a full-time Uber driver. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so you're really bashing my career, and you are a full-time Uber driver. And he's going to say, here he go. You'll be surprised how much you can make. Okay, sir. I could say the same exact thing. But when people think hairstylists, they don't think money. They don't think wealth. They don't think success. And people are very, very ignorant to my industry. And I don't even think people really can fathom the earning potential in my industry. And I don't really think they ever really thought about it. I guess people are like, well, how much hair can you even do to make real money? And um, Because most people aren't thinking with a business mind. So this is just some play thing to them. It's not a real job. It's not a real career. It's something that should only be done on the side. And it's not something um, that is really profitable or worth it. That's how people view um, hairstylists, really. And this is so far from the truth. Only people who don't know how to really like run a business or people who don't think with a business mind those are the people who don't necessarily you know see the money eventually but I said all that to say that on this journey almost eight year journey that I've been on many people even close to me as well as strangers did not believe that I could make it I'm the one or that I can make money. I'm the one who had the faith that things can change and be better than the present. So now, you know, I opened my salon in 2018. It is now 2019. My salon is about to be open for a year. Now people see and I have clients traveling 40 minutes up to 40 minutes or more and coming from out of state, the neighbor, my neighboring states of New York and Pennsylvania. So now the people around me see this, you know, they see me flourishing a little bit. 
They see that I moved out of my parents' apartment, I mean, about five months after I opened. They see, you know, sometimes I let people know what's up. So they see the fast money, you know, they know about it. And they're like, oh, wow, okay. I guess I was wrong. And um, they see the fruits of the labor, even just posting online. I guess people see the travel, they see the whatever new purchases, apartments, they see nice salon in a, I guess, affluent suburb, and they go, oh, okay. And now you, you go on Instagram, and you see more young people being self-made, and you're just like, oh. So when people keep seeing this in their face day to day, some people, I believe... They, I believe some people feel inferior or they feel jealous because I, you know, like I was saying, when I see those memes and those posts about, um, you know, nine to five is okay, stop bashing it. I don't truly believe a bunch of people are on their feed or going up to them saying, quit your job and be an entrepreneur. I see people encouraging others to take the leap and take this step to try entrepreneurship, to change their lives for the better. I see, again, I see people sharing their stories, which is also very motivating for others. It's like you're either motivated or you're jealous or you're hating or you feel inferior. Like, if you ask me, if it, you know, quacks like a duck, looks like a duck, it's a duck. And I'm going to tell you it's a duck. (laughs) So I, I see right through those things. And to me, it doesn't have to be that way. And one of my clients said something I agree with. You know, people might not necessarily be jealous of your success. They're jealous of the drive. Because it takes some real strength and courage and perseverance, talent and intelligence to be an entrepreneur and to stay one. It takes some real strength to not quit and to continue to have the drive and ambition to keep doing this and being and staying on this entrepreneurial path for years after years after years excuse me so people can be jealous of that because they know they don't have that kind of strength or they believe they would fold under such pressure so I think that's also a part of the problem but I understand why you know entrepreneurs are so crazy and passionate about entrepreneurship because people have really changed their lives for the better and they want other people to live that way too. I'm a hairstylist. There are times where I could go to work and do two people. I could see more than 250 or I could see more than 200 or I could see 300, you know, things like that. I'm capable of making $100 in an hour um, you know, <laughs> and some people, or even a little more than a hundred dollars, like at least 90 minutes, 115, 125 or more, you know, people tip while somebody else has to be at work for eight hours to see something in the same ballpark. So these are the, these are, that's something that makes me like what I do, you know, sure money motivated, but I like that about entrepreneurship, at least my field of entrepreneurship. And the thing I like about being self-employed is that there is no cap 
There's no cap on your income. The sky is really the limit. There really, there is no limit. You set up your business the way you want and you command what you feel you deserve. You educate yourself and you also have to have faith in yourself and your confidence has to be up to even charge what you feel you deserve or even charge what is right and what will be enough for you to have a business, pay the bills, and also profit from it. People forgot. Some people forgot that you go into business to make a profit. I ain't with all that other kumbaya stuff. Business is about the money. Okay? And a lot of us went into business because we wanted to work for ourselves. We wanted a better life. And we wanted to live life on our own terms. Another reason why entrepreneurs are so crazy about entrepreneurship is the freedom that comes with it. Living life on your own terms is so wonderful. Not having to answer to anybody I don't have to wake up at 6 a.m. every day and jump on the train to New York City to work for eight hours and then come home and be tired after that. I can get up at 8 a.m. I can get up at 10 a.m. I can get up at 12 a.m. You know, I don't have to ask anybody to take off for a vacation. I literally can just get up and go, do what I want. There's no dress code because I am the boss. I am the owner. I could wear whatever I want to work. If I wanted to pull up to work in a crop top and some leggings, I can do that. I can wear Uggs to work. You know, there's no problem. There's nobody telling me what I can and cannot do. And I like that freedom. I like that Oh, I could just run home in the middle of the day, make some breakfast, make some lunch, come back to work or, you know, schedule appointments that I need for myself, you know, doctors, whatever, and not have to worry about asking for time off. So that that freedom is unmatched. Some people might not understand if they don't work for themselves. But there are people who do desire this kind of freedom. And they say, yeah, I have clients that tell me I'm tired of working for people. I need something of my own. And some of these people make good money too. So, you know, everybody is after different things. But the one thing I will say, I guess we have to, we can't assume that all nine to five workers are really complacent complacent and not striving for better. It's not fair to assume that. But at the same time, we all know people who just... You know, like they, they're comfortable where they're at. I don't want to throw a number out to offend any. Let, let's just say somebody makes 600 a week. There's some people who think that is good enough for them. And, you know, that's comfortable. They don't need nothing else. And they, you know, that's it. They feel like they, even if they could see 900, you know, that's that's all. That's all they need to see. That's okay. They can live with that. And entrepreneurs are like, no, why Why should you be satisfied with that? Strive higher, strive for more, you know. So that's where some people differ. Everybody doesn't, you know, desire the same things in life. So I, I truly don't believe everybody will see eye to eye on the entrepreneurship versus corporate. But I don't believe that 
you should view entrepreneurs and self-made men and women as bullies, bullies in real life, bullies on the internet, bullies in your family. They're just very passionate about, about what they do and they want others to live life the way they are because they see the positive, you know, in it. They see the positive in this entrepreneurship movement. You know, nothing comes easy, but I truly think it is worth a shot to try entrepreneurship at least once in your life. And I want to expound on the comment I made about people saying, you know, who can you lead without, you know, you can't be a boss without employees and you, you need employees, you need nine to five workers. If you are a hairstylist, you don't have to own the salon to be a hairstylist. You are still an entrepreneur in somebody else's establishment. If you are a plumber, you may work for a company and they send you jobs to do. But it makes sense for you to actually go out there on your own and also get your own clients and not solely rely on the company you work for. If you're any kind of contractor, you should be putting a, the word out about you to others to get more business. So I still see that as entrepreneurship and you're in a trade. I'm very pro-trade, pro-entrepreneurship, pro skill, you know, actual skill that you can do, handiwork. Um, I'm very for that too. And these are all things that were frowned upon and looked down on and viewed as lowly and less than for many years. It's just now shifting. So I, I got to correct people when they always say, oh, you can't be a boss without employees or everybody can't be a boss because you can go... You can go into business for yourself and still, you know, work for somebody. I, I don't know why people are um, ignore overlooking, you know, that fact. And we all know somebody who hates their job and hates their boss. You scroll up and down your timeline all day. You see a bunch of com people complaining about their job or their boss. Some of us took the steps to eliminate a boss and be on their own. I've I've worked in seven salons and various other establishments non-related to hair. I have had problems with past employers. Now I don't have one because I eliminated that by opening my own business. So I no longer have to complain about, oh, I don't like my boss. I have a problem with this boss. Now it's just, you know, dealing with the customers, the clients, that that's another thing in itself. But um, there are people, you know, they laid the groundwork, they got the business up and running. Now they're in this position of power and they pay others and they treat them like crap. There's a lot of salon suite bashing and everybody's doing the solo thing and the solopreneur thing. I don't think it's right to do that because some people have worked for people for years and they got tired of how they were treated. So they ventured off 
on their own. There are a lot of bosses who don't treat people right. They're more of a bully. They they have attitudes and they take advantage of their employees and they act like they don't care about their employees. Sometimes the money is funny. They play with the numbers. I've had a salon that I only worked at for two days because they slashed my commission 15% without saying a word to me. Probably thought I was just going to take it and not say anything because, you know, I'm chill, I'm calm, I'm quiet, but nope. I took that money and I never came back. I haven't burnt a bridge to this day. They told me I'm welcome to come back and I've never quit anywhere where um, the owner didn't express that, you know, they always say, oh, I want you to come back or we have kept in contact or some type of business relationship is still going in one way or another. But these are things that people are doing to their employees, which is turning them off and I mean, who really wants to be mistreated every day of their life and be in a negative and toxic atmosphere? But for some reason, when people get in certain positions, they feel like they got to be this dictator or this witch. (laughs) And it's just not right, you know. And um, in my field also, I notice a lot of millennial bashing, um, acting like we don't know anything and we don't have anything to offer and things ain't how they used to be. There's a big disconnect between the old school and the new school. And I I truly believe that we can learn from each other. There are older hairstylists right now in my industry who are hating on the younger generation of stylists and educators. They're looking at them like, you know, they ain't qualified. Like, who, who said they could teach? Um, just because a hairstylist did not come up with a hair product company, they didn't come up as a platform artist for new expressions, you know, or Bronner Brothers, that doesn't mean that they're not qualified to teach. People have experience and talent, and people have educated themselves with classes. Some of us even went to college. I went to college and a lot of hairstylists didn't. And I did plenty presentations as a communications major. And I have been some business, I've took some business classes, I've taken communication classes, I've taken psychology classes. Nobody can tell me I'm not qualified to teach just because I was never a platform artist for another company. You know, it's 2019, you create your own platform and promote that shit. It's, it's up to you now. You can you can promote as many brands as you want, or you make your own brand, promote yourself. You could promote any product you want. You know, you could talk and do anything you want. You are in business for yourself. You have your own salon, or you work in somebody else's salon. You have your own platform, Instagram. You know, you do your own thing. So... These elitist ideas and attitudes that, you know, come with boss life or some people being a boss, um, you know, it just creates, you know, a negative um, environment, you know, for that establishment and for that business. And that's why some people's businesses is like always a revolving door, always high turnover because they don't treat their employees right. And people typically don't want to be in those situations for a long period of time. 